Good evening. No, it's beautiful. Hope all of you are doing well. We're learning Maseches Chagiga Daf Hey, um, and Hey Amud Aleph looks pretty normal, but Hey Amud Beis doesn't look pretty normal. So we have a lot of ground to cover. Uh, we are gonna uh, try and move quickly, and as well, Hashem, we'll be having a seum. I hope in about thirty-five minutes, uh, maybe forty. We'll do our best to to get to the uh, bottom of this while still uh, maintaining integrity of what we're learning. So it says the Gemara about ten lines down, Rav Yochanan. <clears throat> When he read the following Pasuk, he cried. This is now the ninth uh, Pasuk in a row, the ninth uh, set in the Gemara that we're going to see. There are more. There's uh, going to take us for much of the page today. It's almost all I got it to. Says the Gemara, what was the Pasuk that cried? It was a, where he cried. It was a Pasuk from Io. And the Pasuk reads, You enticed me, as it relates to Io, to swallow him for nothing. Meaning you incited me to destroy Io. If you have an Ebed like Eov, someone who really does want to do Ratzon Hashem, and he ends up being incited, and it ends up poorly for him, then what, that's not good. That's not a good scenario. He's an Ebed. So that was very hard for him. Rav Yochanan, when he would read the following Pasuk, he would cry. Even in the holy ones, he did not believe. Says the Gemara, if a Kaddish Baruch Hu doesn't believe in the ones who believe in him, if the holy ones uh, don't have faith, don't have Hashem's belief, so says the Gemara, we're going to answer this question. One day, he was walking, Rav Yochanan was walking. He saw that there was a person who was plucking dates from a tree. He left the ones that were ripe, and he was plucking the ones that were not ready. Omar Lay, Rabbi Yochanan says, you don't have to be an, uh, an agriculturalist to answer this one. You're plucking the wrong ones. Omar Lay, love honey, malan, aren't the other ones better? Those are the other ones. Look at them. They're ripe to eat. Why are you plucking the ones that aren't ripe? So says the Gemara, third of the way down on Hamad Aleph, Omar Lay, I need these unripe ones for the road. And if I pluck them now to eat them in a few days, I can't pluck the ripe ones that are ripe now. I need to pluck the ones that are not ripe today. So that's like the avocados. You know, you can buy them. They could be hard as bricks, but in a few days, they may soften up to be perfectly ripe. So I'm going on a trip. Honey, natron. These will, will, will last the trip. Namely, the unripe ones will last the trip. The honey, low natron. But the ones that are ripe, they won't last. By the time you get a couple of days into the trip, they're going to be brown. They're going to be disgusting. They're going to be too soft. Omar Rav Yochanan says this is pshat. That sometimes, and this is a terrifying Gemara, sometimes the Kedoshim, the people who are very Kadosh, they get their lives plucked before they are ripe, before they have peaked, because the Kadosh Baruch Hu is lo yamin. He doesn't necessarily trust that that person will never do an Avera, and therefore their lives should be plucked when they are still perfectly pure. That actually sounds somewhat reasonable. But when you live in this world and want to live in this world for as long as we can, it's a little bit of a terrifying idea. Says the Gemara, Aini, is this idea really true? There was a particular student who lived in the neighborhood of Rabbi Alexandri, and he passed away when he was young, when he was literally small. Zutar in Aramaic is small. If this person would have listened to the rabbis, doesn't say listened in the Gemara, but Rashi says this, he would have listened to the rabbis, he would have lived. So says the Gemara, if your principle is correct, that means that a person who's a Kadosh may, may have his life taken from him so that he never does an Avera, Dilma Mehan. Maybe this person who died young was because he was a righteous person. Says the Gemara, no, we know who this person was. He was not a righteous person. He was rebellious against his rabbis, and therefore he deserved uh, the consequences that befell him. Halfway down, Rabbi Yochanan Kimati Lahai Kra Bachi. 
I don't know if you've ever seen a personal Shechter give a shear before, but every once in a while, and a shear probably every day by him, but if you watch enough shear, you'll see him just break into tears in the middle of learning and just recapture himself. He doesn't stop talking. His eyes get red. He cries a little bit and he continues. I, like, I just kind of, I don't know what it looks like, but I don't know what kind of crying we're talking about. But here the Gemara gives yet another example. I'm going to bring you to judgment. And I'm going to be a very quick witness by for that of people who are adulterers, people who uh, who, who promise and lie, people who don't pay payments. If you have an Eved whose master brings him to judgment quickly to testify against him, I mean, you know, that, that's not good. You shouldn't be rushed to judgment by, uh, by a Kodesh Baruch Hu. So what should we do? Says Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, another aspect of the Pasuk is also terrifying. And that is that that which was included in the Pasuk included both adultery and not paying people their wages on time. So it's kalos kechamuras. You're, you're putting them both in the same basket. If that's true, if we're going to always be treated kalos kechamuras, my gosh, we do chamuras averas too. So if you do, it's not good. That means even the kalos, even the smaller averas, and they're not small. We know schar mitzvah bahal maleka. We cannot really ever measure what a mitzvah is in this world. But clearly, the Gemara has some aspect of what kal and what chamur is. As well, continuing in the same pasuk, though really without knowing that it was the same Pasuk, this Gemara would not flow smoothly, but we're analyzing another part of the Pasuk. Anyone who, uh, who twists the judgment of a ger, uh, someone who's converted righteously to Judaism, it's as if you twisted the din of a Kodesh Baruch But when you look at the word, it's umatik siv. You've judged me. You've injured, Kodesh Baruch Hu speaking. You've twisted my word, which is why the Gemara says, Mateu Dino Shalmala. And another part of the Pasuk, anyone who does something uh, incorrectly, and they have charata, we know famously that charata, having a degree of regret, is something that's integral to the part of, to the process of tshuva. Uh, a distinction that I've made over the years in the teaching land of teaching children, but one that I use myself. There's a very big difference between guilt and regret, right? Guilt is, I feel bad. I did something wrong. I'm going to change because of you. And regret is, I'm better than that. I can improve. And I wish I wouldn't have done that for myself. The Maynaf Camino, that if that other, uh, that other being is not there, I wouldn't change. Regret is, I can improve. And guilt, I mean, maybe so, somewhat of semantics, but the idea is still very important. The charata has to be, uh, has to be right. And then, they don't fear me. But when, in fact, they do fear me after the Aver is over and their senses return to them and they feel some Next, uh, next crying Pasuk. I was two-thirds of the way down. Hey, Amad Aleph. Says the Gemara, when he got to this Pasuk, he would cry. That... Uh, <clears throat> And all of the actions before Hashem, we will be brought in judgment. And even that which is ne'elam, even that which is hidden from us, we might have made a mistake and we're still going to be held accountable. And says the Gemara, why did he cry? If we see that we're going to be judged for our accidental, inadvertent taveras, just like the intentional ones, that's not good. How can a person come back from that? It's very, very scary. Says the Gemara, what does it mean in the Pasuk when it says, We're not talking about something that you forgot to do. We're talking about something that you were insensitive about. What was the insensitive? So you see that there's a kina, there's a, a louse in someone's hair, and you crush it, you kill it, fine. But you make that face, the grimace that indicates that there's something disgusting, right? You 
you make them feel bad. That's what we're talking about. That's what it means, alcohol ne'ela. And Shmuel gives a different answer, but of a similar flavor. That's a person who spits in front of their friend and it's really not appropriate. This is, has a number of references in Shas that when one spits, they should do so in a more modest way. Uh, there are some old minhagim that people would say uh, that they would spit on the ground during aleinu. There are all these old minhagim. So we, they, people should not do that in, in shul in general. Certainly not in our shul, please, unless you're paying the carpeting bill. Uh, but even if they do that, uh, it has to be done in a way which is, which is more modest because otherwise it could make it could gross people out. Says the Pasuk, what is the, the rest of this Pasuk? Says the Gemara, excuse me, what's the rest of this Pasuk? My im tov the imra, if it's good or bad. So Amar debei rev no sense dakal ani bifar hesya. That is when a person opts to give tzedakah before someone, before everyone. He gives it to the poor person, but in front of the whole world. Now, we're not talking about someone who uh, comes over to your stender and says, can I please have a dollar? Because that person put themselves before Hesia. They're asking for money before Hesia. Here we're talking about where you have an option. The Rambam enumerates the various levels. One, it's a scaling, it's a scaffolded uh, system of giving. The highest peak of which is when the giver, the giver doesn't know. And when the recipient doesn't know who's who, here you did something not nice. You, you called out a poor guy in the street. Hey, hey, I, hey, I have money for you. So that says the Gemara, that's not right. He saw that uh, someone wanted to give money, but he did it in the wrong way. He announced the guy in front of, in front of the whole tzibur. And he says, oh, I know you're poor. Here's some money. It would have been better if you wouldn't have given him the money than from what you did now. That now that you've given it to him, but you embarrassed him. That's not right. That's not right. That's not the right way to treat people. Another insensitivity of giving charity is when you give charity to a woman, but you do so, you do so in a private way, not private as it relates to public, but private as it relates to Yichud. Why? Because says the Gemara, because that could lead people to have a misunderstanding of what happened because there's two people in private, one man, one woman, and then they walk out of that room together. So then it has optics to it that don't look good. One should make sure that they don't do that. What's another example of, uh, of a person who's not careful with their actions? Rava Amar, last short line, This is a person who gives a, an animal to be cooked for Shabbos, he gives it to his wife. It's not really cut up properly. So Nikur Hagid V'achelev wasn't done yet. The sciatic nerve is still there and some of the chalav and some of the fat that are inedible, halachically speaking, inedible are still there. And it's an Arab Shabbos and we're afraid as we've shown him right, right, that there may not be enough time. Rashi says this about halfway down, Ba'arbe Shabbosos, Shemitoch Shemimarin Lasso Sorche Shabbos, because we're rushing to cook for Shabbos, we're not sure that you're going to actually remove the, 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 the sciatic nerve, and that could have a huge problem. Says the Gemara, it's kind of ironic that Rava is the one who's talking about this first middle with line, but Rava Meshagir, he actually did bring this home to his wife. Says the Gemara, and this is good to see a little bit of a family tree, shiny Basra of Chizda. Uh, Rava married Rav Chiz's daughter, and she's different. The Kimle Begava de Bekia. Rava can assume about her that she is an expert on Nikur Agid Ve'achelev. We don't do that. We we don't even buy that part of the animal. It's mutter, but we don't buy that. We don't even buy those parts of the animal, the back leg of a cow. That's not something that we normally do. Next, uh, still crying. Pasuk, the 13th one, we're going to see second of the middle with line, six lines from the bottom of Yochan, Kimati Krabachi. He would cry in the following Pasuk, Oso Raos Rabos Vitsaros. Evet Rabo Mamsi Raos Vitsaros. If there's an Evet, 
where the master gives him both rose with sorrows, takana yesha, how can he uh, come back from that? My rose with sorrows, what does it mean? Two bad things, these are very different bad things, says the Gemara. Amarav, rose shanasa tsaros zulazu. These are bad things that a person can experience that are actually opposites of one another. It's like getting a, um, a, a bee sting and getting a scorpion sting. And Rashi here highlights that the way that we treat them is very different. If you look in Rashi, two-thirds of the way down, Zibura ve'akrava, and look three lines into that Rashi, the way that we treat a scorpion by this chamime le'akrava, you need to use a hot compress for a scorpion by karire le'zibura, and you need a cold compress for a, for a bee sting, the chilufa sakanta. But if you use the wrong one for the wrong bite, you've caused damage. So these are the types of bad things that can be brought about a, about a person. Last of the middle with lines, Zamarav, Rose, Shanas, uh, sorry, next line, Ushmuel Amar. This is when a this is when a person gives tzedakah only when he's like really forced to give tzedakah at the end when the person is really 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 desperate and uh, that's not a good way to give tzedakah. This is what people say: when a person asks for one shekel when the market is cheap, he's asking for one shekel, he one zuz, he wants to go buy something, and in the market for one zuz, you can at least get a couple of a couple of apples, whatever it is. But that's not okay. But but then when the market has a much higher price, so then all of a sudden you're going to start giving out money because you feel worse for him, but now he can't afford anything. Your zoo doesn't go as far. The word letlisa is subject to a big discussion in the Rishonim. Rashi hears says letlisa means lahefsed, but he argues with himself and says, We learned about this in Masechah's Psachim, that if you hang your bread, you said that this is for poor people and a reference to that Kamara over there. I thought when I first read it, it was the Tilsa, that the market tripled, but I was wrong. Nobody said what I thought it was. It's just not what the word means. Nice try, but it failed. Two lines from the bottom. Ahu, that Kodesh Baruch will be angry on that day, Va'azavtim, and will leave us, V'istarti panaymehem, HaKadosh Baruch says that he'll hide his face from them. And this is, in fact, so much part of the persona of the Jew, that if you don't have this experience, we're going to put a question mark on your Jewish status. Let's make sure that your mother is your mother. Amar Abar if you have someone who hasn't experienced Hester Panim, he can't be a Yid. It's not simple to be a Yid. We all, we're always going to have this throughout our entire history. If you have a scenario where people don't take your money, this is what is being referenced by the phrase, then top of hand with base, don't be overwhelmed, we'll make it. This is also a sign that you might not be a Yid. Uh, the rabbi said to Rabbi, you've got everything good. You have never gone through these dark moments. You don't know what it's like to have Hester Panim. Everything's good for you. Rabbi said back to them, he said to the rabbis, do you have any idea how much money I have sent to Shvur Malka? You have no idea what's going on. What are you commenting on me for? Nevertheless, the rabbis already had their negative their negative glance at him. And as we've learned, uh, when the rabbis give a negative glance, it's kind of permanent and kind of causes damage. Uh, the Hachi, once they gave that negative look, says the Gemara, shudder the Beishvor Malka the Garbohu. And then they're all of a sudden, Beishvor Malka, the, the, uh, the police came 
the, the tax collectors came and they captured money from him still more. That's what Rashi says, Vigarbu is on the second line, it means Shilaluhu, that they took spoils from him, it means they took more money. Where six lines down on Hayam and Bey says the Gemara, I'm Omar, Hainu the Tanya, Omar of Shim ben Gamliel, Kamakom, Shnasu Chachamim, Menehem, Omisa, O Omi, that anytime the Chachamim, place their eyes on a particular person, either that person will suffer the consequence of Misa, or they will suffer the consequence of, uh, of destitution. The Pasuk says, eight lines down, Amar oh what does that Pasuk mean when Hashem says that he's going to hide his face from us on that day? It's true that I'm going to hide myself from them. They won't have direct contact with me. However, I can still communicate I can still communicate in a dream. Rav Yosef, Amar Yadon Etuya Aleinu, that Kodesh Baruch Hu's hand is still uh, extended over us to protect us. Shneemar, as the Pasuk says, that in the shadow of his hand, I will be covered. And then the Gemara tells a story about this idea about Rav Yosef, who said that Kodesh Baruch Hu's hand is extended over us. First of the middle width lines, Rav Yeshua ben Hananya have a Koybe Kesar. He was in the home of the Caesar, in the palace of the Caesar. Ach mina. There was a min, a heretic on the other side of the room who motioned to him. And what did he motion to him? Remember, he's not, there's no words here. We're just reading the words, but this is a, a visual story. They were play, playing charades from across the room. He did some type of motion that indicated that you're the people whose master turns his face away. So I guess he like turned his head away to indicate that a Kaddish Baha'i, it's very hard to do that. That's not simple, says the Gemara. And So then from across the room, Rabbi Yeshua ben Hananya did some type of motion to extend his hand out like this to indicate that a Kaddish Baruch Hu's hand is always, or you can be a heretic all you want. A Kaddish Baruch Hu always has his hand over the Jews. So says the Gemara, Omar like Kesar, the, the Caesar's not a fool. He's sitting here watching these two people make charades at one another. So says the Gemara that the Kesar picked up on this. And Omar like Kesar, the Rabbi my Achvilach, I want to know, did you pick up on everything? So you're watching this guy across the room. He's turning his head away to indicate that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is turning his head from the Jewish people, Rabbi Yeshua, what did you see? So he said, he responded, that this heretic is trying to indicate to me that a Kodesh Baruch Hu doesn't take care of his people. He's turned his head away from them. And I responded, Rabbi Yeshua said to his game of charades, I responded, you're incorrect. A Kodesh Baruch Hu's arm is always over us. And then the Caesar turned to the other person. He turned to the heretic and he said, what type of uh, of what type of imagery were you trying to give to Rabbi Yoshua ben Hananya? So he responded, I was trying to show this rabbi, he thinks that a Kodesh Baruch Hu is still in charge. I was trying to show him that Hashem left a long time ago. That ship has sailed and he's not watching over the Jews. So it says the Gemara, and what did Rabbi Yoshua ben Hananya say back to you? Let's see if you understood his message. So he said, Lo yodana. Well, I have no idea. I didn't understand his message. Says the Gemara, Amr, they, they, not the king, they, the guards, whoever, the, the, the advisors, whoever they were, the viziers, they said, Gavra de lo yoda if you are not bright enough to pick on what they're showing you, even in secret, Yahweh Kame Malka, you have permission to stand in front of the king. This did not end well for him. Afkuhu vekatluhu, and they killed him. <clears throat> First long line, Hamid Beis. This same person, the one who knew how to respond to the heretic. And he said to them, and he died, and he knew how to respond to the heretic, and then he died. What are we going to do about the heretics? Don't worry. When we lose people from our side, their wisdom depletes. 
So when on our side, on the Jewish side, when you have people who don't know how to respond to heretics, so then in turn, the, uh, the tenacity of the questions that you'll get from the outside are very low level. By the way, in just general, like when people are like, you know, in the relative academic debate, it's not, it's not such a stark debate in regards to the authenticity of Torah Judaism. There aren't that many questions. They're not, uh, not sharp ones, not by and large. Okay, you got Dawkins, you got a couple of people, but Rubo Kekula, when you're walking down the street and someone calls something out about religion, usually it's not exactly rooted in academia. Usually it's just rooted in, in anti-Semitism and hatred and probably some daddy issues. But we can discuss all of that another time. But that's what the Gemara says is that we're going to have a reduction in their quality. Since we've lost the advice of people like Rabbi Yishuv and Hananya from the children's side, Nisra their chachma is going to become spoiled. It's going to become sour. Some say that we have an answer to this question about what we should do about heretics in today's day and age without the, the greats of the previous generation who really knew how to respond to heretics. And the Mephorshim point out that the word lenegdecha means I'll walk alongside you, implying that I won't be able, this is very subtle, it wasn't mashma this way, but I mean, it wasn't mashma to me this way, that usually lenegdecha means I'll walk opposite you, here it means I'm walking alongside you, but I'm not as great as you, meaning that the Jews will always have an upper hand in regard to this type of dialogue. Rabbi Ila have a solik bedarga de be Rabbi Barshila. He was uh, on the on the darga on the on the steps of uh, the, the home of Rabbi Barshila. Shame Lianuka. He heard the children to have a kakari. They were reading a pasuk. He says that the creator of the mountains and the one who creates the winds, he'll tell a person masecho Amar, and he said as follows: How can it be a kadosh baruch who's going to remind us of every last conversation we had? How, how can we ever recover from such a difficult din? In fact, says the Gemara, my Masecho. What does the Gemara mean when it says Masecho? What does the Pasuk mean when it says Masecho? That's person's conversation. Omar Rav, Rav says, Even if there were to be a single extraneous conversation between a husband and wife, that will be brought up at the time of Misa. Says the Gemara, is that true? And then we are about to learn probably one of the most famous stories in Shas of inappropriateness, yet the Gemara does discipline, but not as sharply as we would have liked. Says the Gemara, Rav Kahana was lying down underneath the bed of Rav, and he heard that he was dialoguing with his wife, and then there was laughter, and then they were together. Omar, and then strangely, he called out, Dummy Pume de Rab, it seems like the mouth of Rab is Kamandalo Taimle Tavshila, is like someone who's never is never eaten any food. You seem very hungry. So Rashi, in his succinct and very modest ways, explain exactly exactly what's going on here. Take a look at Rashi, five lines down. Dibraham Askil, Kidalo Taim Tavshila, you seem to be very hungry. Klomar, let's bring it into the Nimshal. Misavela Tashmish, that you have a great desire for Tashmish, so much so that you're not keeping halacha and you're talking. We just said, that the Pasuk means that you're going to be called to task for those conversations. So how can it be that you're talking? Well, the Gemara intercedes with first the rabbinic intervention. Amalekahana, poke, get out. Lav orach ara, this is not the way that people should be doing things. Now, in other frames of reference, the Madrash, other people talk about this, Ay, Torah matehe aleha, or Torah... I need to learn Torah. Okay, it's very strange. 
says, anyways, the Gemara presents a kasha because we gave a drasha that says, Masecho is that you're going to be held accountable for these types of conversations. Yet we see that Rav had that conversation with his wife, says the Gemara. The halacha is dynamic. It's not, a, it's not an inflexible din. It depends. If there's a tzorach to have these conversations, to appease her, so then it's absolutely worthwhile. And had the lo tzorach and uh, and then there's a scenario where it's unnecessary, and in those circumstances, one should be more silent. The post can discuss this halacha minimizing dialogue. But of course, if there's letzorech, then of course it's a, certainly appropriate. And uh, everyone who wants to understand this better should ask Shilas. Says the Gemara halfway down, uh, about ten lines into the middle, into the big lines of the Gemara. What does this mean? If you don't hear in the quiet places, my soul will cry because of exaltedness, because of gaiva. Let's see what this means. There's a place that a Kodesh Baruch has, and the name of it is Mistarim. My mipnei geva. What does that mean? Amar Rav Shmuel bar Yitzchak mipnei ga'avas and shal Yisrael shenit lamehen. This is referring to the to the greatness of Yisrael that was removed from them. Venasnal ovdei kochavim at a time when the Jews are not doing their thing. So then their greatness will be given to other nations. Rav Shmuel bar Nachmani. A little bit of a spin. Amar mipnei ga'avas shal malchus shamayim is talking about the greatness of a kodesh baruch Hu, And then if we're not doing our thing, the greatness of Hashem will be given to others. Asks the Gemara, wait a second, it says that the Kaddish Baruch Hu cries. Can there be such a scenario where a Kaddish Baruch Hu cries? After all, there is no sadness before Hashem. So we have one Mari Malkom that indicates that Hashem cries, but we have another that indicates that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is not supposed to cry because says the Gemara, one is in the inner sanctum and one is in the outer sanctum. In the inner sanctum, all by himself and crying seemingly is allowed. In the outer, again, these are all upstairs things. And the outer sanctum, which is not Hashem by himself when there's others malachim around, I guess. So then that's a place to cry. Says the Gemara, is that really true? So that says the Gemara, that uh, doesn't seem the case, that you're not supposed to cry in that outer sanctum. You can only cry in the inner sanctum. We see the sanctum, we see that he does cry. That's to shave your head and to wear sackcloth. Says the Gemara, that's a different scenario. When was he crying over there? Everyone was crying for that one. Kodesh Baruch Hu was crying. We were crying. We still cry about it. And the Gemara says that even the Malachi Shalom, that everyone was crying, even the Malachi Shalom, and they cried a bitter cry. The Pasuk says, a lot of words of Dema, three times. The Gemara is going to analyze that. And then it ends with that the Eder Hashem, the flock of HaKadosh Baruch was taken captive. Why these three tears? The first two are pretty obvious. What about the last one? And the last one is a result of the second one, which is that the Jewish people were exiled from their place, and therefore HaKadosh Baruch Hu cries about that. It's the son that you have to ask to leave the house. Not so simple. That the last one is not but the last one is on that the Jewish people did not learn. In fact, we, I think we learned this in Masach Yuma, that one of the reasons why the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed is that the Jews weren't even learning, learning Torah for the sake of learning Torah. 
weren't even saying birchos Torah. They weren't mavarch and tchila. What was the problem there? They were learning for the academia shabbat in South Korea. They learned Gemara Elementary School. Congratulations, but that's not Torah. You're learning it for academia. You're learning it because this is what they did. They looked and said, why are the Jews so matzleach? What's so different? Dual curriculum, okay, that's a piece. What's unique about the curriculum? It's learning Gemara. It's this, it's it. It's banging your head against the Daf Gemara to figure out exactly what's going on. So South Korea embraced it. But that's not Torah. You're, it's academia. At that point, you're not really learning Torah. So maybe this is about Bizzle Torah. So it says the Gemara, that doesn't work. I understand why it would be that a Kodesh Baruch is, is shedding a tear over the Jews that have been exiled. The end of the Pasuk says that the Jews were held captive. So when the Jews are out and out and about and they're being held captive, by other nations. I understand why you're crying. The end of the Pasuk doesn't support this other possibility that maybe the reason why HaKadosh Baruch Hu has shed that third tier is because of Bitzel Torah. After all, it doesn't sound like they're captives. Says the Gemara, really both answers are one. Two-thirds of the way down, halfway through the very wide lines, once you are uh, sent out into the nations, and just think about our, our lives, once the Jews are no longer in their land, no bigger bit Torah than that. And on a similar note, excuse me, there are three things that Hashem cries about every day. For a person who's able to learn and doesn't learn, and this is very difficult, Kamara. And someone who is not allowed to learn, but still learns. So let's focus on this for a minute. What does that mean? What? So there's a bunch of shitas here. There's a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of mahalchim. The Marsha takes probably the most uh, musr, but still unique approach. And the Marsha says, it's EF Sharlasok Batora. You said you couldn't learn. And then all of a sudden you were Osik in another limud. I have no time to learn. And then you read like all of Harry Potter, you know? So that's not right. That's not right. That means you said I had no time, but you really did have time. That's what the Marsha says. It's not the basic shot of the Gemara. It's pretty mechudash. Uh, the Marsha is not known to be a, a, a Pashtun, a very simple understanding of the Gemara. Usually, like his, he's, he has Chidushi Halachos and Chidushi Agados. In fact, the Marsha said about his own Sefer that one of his biggest regrets was separating the Chidushi Halachos and the Chidushi Agados. If you look in the Marsha now, we see the Chidushi Agados as a smaller text. It was inserted, he wrote them as two books, and apparently, because he felt the need and the, the need for the synthesis of halacha and hashkafa in one, apparently, so I've been told this was a regret of his that he did not weave these two books together. Anyways, different various pshatim as to what this Gemara means. But so according to the, some of the Mephorshim, they say that there is a time when a person has such tremendous yisurim that if they're learning at that time, it's even hard for Hashem. That's how some of the Mephorshim explain it. What other possibility is there? I guess you could look, I didn't see what I'm about to say, but maybe at a time when it's usher for you to learn and you learn, say it's Avelos or Tishabab, those kinds no, of things. No, there's a lot to learn, there's almost certain things. I'm, right, I mean, in this context, you're doing something wrong. So it's gotta be your learning. Yeah, it's a very hard Gemara, I'm 100%. There's multiple approaches here. Again, the Marsha takes, it's easier to swallow the Marsha's approach because mm -hmm. we can we know what that means. Like we're like, I'm sorry, I can't learn. <laughs> I mean, I, we do that every day, every free minute that we are not learning. Usually, it's because we made this error. You know, that's usually what happened. I, that, that's the easier option. But the other option, and the art scroll quotes it because I was very I was lost on this. So I didn't have a lot of time. The art scroll quotes the, the idea that I just shared with you that 
it's even hard for a Kodesh Baruch when a person is going through so much Yisurim to watch them turn back to Hashem and learn Torah. Kodesh Baruch Hu sheds a tear. It's very hard for him to watch. Again, Okay, what's the third tier? Says the Gemara about Al Parnas Hamiska Al Atzibur. If you have a, that could be. The Gemara doesn't say it's bad. It just says that Hashem's crying. That's a very good shot. But it, but the art school doesn't paint it that way. The art school seems to say it's hard for Hashem in that way. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Not, not simple. And the last tier that's shed is for Aparnas, a person who has leadership opportunities within a community, but he does it for his own good. He does it for his own, uh, not financial, just he's a Balkaiba. That's, that's not, it's just not right. Okay. Rebbe, have a Nakit Sefer Kinos Rebbe was learning Sefer Kinos. And Kimata Lahaib Sukkah, when he got to the following verse, it says that about the Jews, that their status went from the status of Shemaim to the status of Eretz. Wow. Just the emotions, just to, for Rebbe, this is not like uh, some dramatic, you know, teenage kid who picked up an EO for the first time. He dropped it because he was blown away by it. It's very powerful. Omar, me'igra ram, libira amikta, from a great built, from a great height to a tremendous depth. They went on a walk. When they got to a particular, when they got to a particular city, Amre, they said, Are there any rabbanim here? We'd love to go see the local rabbi. It would be, would be amazing. So we want to go over there and we want to be in Kabul to go see him. So Amri, they said back to him, There is a Talmud Chacham. He has very bright eyes. This is the Lashon Saginar. He was blind. He couldn't see. Omar Rivchia said to Rebbe, Tiv at, sit, you stay, I'll go. Lo tizalzel b'nesiyuscha. You should not be mezalzel in your nasi, in your being a nasi. Stay. Why is it a bittel? Why is it a zilzel? He's a nasi. He's the one who said, I want to go see the person. Let's finish the story. I don't know the answer to that question. Just ask him. Ezel ana, ve'akbel ape. Rivchia says, I'll go and I'll go meet the rub. So Rebbe wouldn't handle it. Takve, he pushed against him. Ve'azel bahadeh, and they went together. They had the meeting with him. They sat down. They asked Shilas, whatever it was. And when they were leaving the meeting, Omar Lahu, singular to plural, the person who was blind said to Ravchi and Rabbi, what does he say? Listen to this beautiful language. You saw a face that can be seen, but a face that cannot see, meaning I'm blind. And please God, please God that you should be able to be makbil panim to the one who sees but cannot be seen. A beautiful poetic language, a bracha given to Rebbe and Ravchia for having gone the extra mile to meet with this Rav who was blind. Omar Le, Rebbe just kind of turns and whispers to Ravchia and says, Iku hashta, if I would have listened to you, you would have made me lose out on this bracha. I'm not listening to you anymore. I'm in charge now. Omar Le, they looked back at him and said, Where did you hear this bracha from? That if we're going to be Makabel Pene Rav, that we get this bracha of Kabbalah Shechina. Where did you get that from? So he responds, I heard it from Rabbi Yaakov. He was mocked to see his Rebbe's face every day. Kikash, as he aged, uh, it got harder for him. Omar Le, as Rebbe said to him, You don't have to work so hard anymore. I, you're very sweet. You're very kind. You've been doing it for decades. You're done. P.S. Uh, uh, Revolba stopped asking uh, Shilas to his Rebbe when he was 80. It's an interesting idea. He had a Rebbe's whole life until he was 80. So this Gemara, we don't know how old he was, but the Gemara says over here that 
his Rebbe told him that he doesn't have to push so hard all as well. Omar lay and the Talmud said back to him, Is it so little what they say about rabbis? What do they say about rabbis? A person will see no destruction if they see rabbis as when, they're, when they die. Just like, if, it, if not just like, if it's in fact the case that a person sees Chachamim in their death, that they are gifted life. All the more so when you're alive. I'm not going to stop coming even if it's hard. I'm going to come see the rub, whatever it may be. He says that there was um, that Rav Edi, it used to take, he was a very slow walker. It used to take him three months to get to where he wanted to go to the base medrash. Wow. He walked for 90 days to sit and have just one day to bask in the light of the base medrash. They called him the rabbi who comes to the base medrash just for one day. But he misunderstood that. He's like, what do you mean? Like, you don't understand how like what I'm going through. So Kari Anafsha, he said about himself, they think about me, yeah, they're going to all mock me. They're all going to make a joke out of me. I'm later, no, please, we beg of you, just don't look at them. We already saw the damn, please don't look at anybody. Don't be upset. This is a compliment. And in fact, Rav Yochanan went up to the Bima, Nafak Rav Yochanan, the Beimed, Roshav Dorash, the Osi, Yom Yom, Yidrishun, Vedas, Darke Yech Petsun. So, what is this Pasuk Darshan? Bechibi Yom Darshan, only in the day do we Darshan also. Uvalayla in Darshan also. Elalomar Lach, and here is, of course, the beautiful message. Kol Haosek Batora, Afilu Yom Echad Bashana. Even if you have a person who learns Torah for one day, Male Alava Kasuv Kilu Asa Kola Shana Kula, it's as if he learned the entire year. Beautiful idea. He tried so hard to get there because he tried so hard. Then you get credit for all the time that you invested. Today, today, Mamish, I had a phone call with a colleague who has some significant medical issues. He walks at about a third of the speed that all of us do. And he was walking. He did not. He doesn't learn Dafyomi either. And he said to me this morning, I was walking to Shul. I don't walk like the rest of you. It's so hard for me to walk to Shul. He said it's one of his favorite times of the week. I said, do you know what's going on in Dafyomi today? It's Mamish Yor Daf. It's for people who struggle to walk, who struggle to get to Shul. But every time you push hard to show up, you get the credit for all the time that you walked, whatever it is. He was like, almost emotional. I'm like, hey, you just picked the right day. He's like, where is this Gemar? I'm like, hey, go look it up. 20 minutes later, I get a text message after the meeting with a whole copy of the Gemara in English and Hebrew. Thank you so much. I'm like, don't thank me. I didn't put this together. You just happened to make the right comment on the right day. And it worked out perfectly. The flip side is also true, by the way. There's three lines from the bottom. We'll be stopping on the last line. It says that the Jews got punished for a very long time by the Midbar. They didn't sin for 40 years. They sinned for 40 days. It says the Gemara, the famed Musar of the Meraglim. The reason why they were punished with 40 years is because each of the days that they did wrong was representative of the years in which they made a mistake. We're going to stop here in regards to Maseches uh, Chagiga. David has... Uh, um, has sponsored tonight's seum for Maseches Moedkatan in memory of his father, Yiratan as the Shamash and Aliyah. Without further ado, David will finish off Maseches Moedkatan. Okay. You can use my Thank you for
Okay. 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 Anybody who leaves the show of all the base madrash going to the base madrash, base madrash the base knesses, zochu mekabel pnei shchina. He'll be zochu to be mekabel the pnei shchina. Why? Shenemar yelchu mechayel chayel. One chayel, one chayel. One is base madrash. One is base knesses. Ye royal alakim b'tzion. So he'll be mekabel pnei shchina. Amar Rav Chia Barashi. Amar Rav. Tamidik hacham meinla menucha afilu alam haba. Tamidik hacham don't get any rest. Even in Olam Haba, Shanamar, same Pasuk, Yelchum Echayel Echayel, they'll keep going from one to the other. Yeroyal Elokim Betzion. At that time, even they're going from one to the other, one to the other, and they don't get any rest, even in Olam Haba. Hadunalach Elam Gachim, the Slikola Mesech the Moid Cotton. Hadunalach Mesech the Moid Cotton, the Hadrachalan, Daitanalach Mesech the Moid Cotton, Daitachalan, the Nisna Shemenach Mesech the Moid Cotton, the Losisna Sheminan, Loba Amahadin, the Loba Amadasi, Hadunalach Mesech the Moid Cotton, Hadrachalan. Daitan lach masechta moed katan daitachalan no nis neshem inach masechta moed katan velo nis neshem inon lo ba amahadein velo ba amadasi hadan lach masechta moed katan radrachalan daitan lach masechta moed katan vedaitachalan no nis neshem inach masechta moed katan velo nis neshem inon lo ba amahadein velo ba amadasi yosam fenach hadan ayelohen velo yavosenu shetehet haras uuman asenu baolam azel sehimon alolam haba. Chanina bar papa, Rami bar papa, Nachman bar papa, Achai bar papa, Abamori bar papa, Rafim bar papa, Rachish bar papa, Surcha bar papa, Adaba papa, Dora bar papa. Harav not in our land, it's the very Sarah's Chabafino, Fios Amcha base Israel, Vinia Kulano and Nachnu, Tsatsuino, Tsatsuam Chabase Israel, Kulani, Yoda Eshemachal, and Desara Sacha. May I vite Chakmani meets for Sacha Kililam Hili, Hili beat Samim, Bukakal, the man Loivosh. Lolom Lashkat Pikudaka Kivamchi Sani Borhato Adonai Lamdeni Kukaka Amen 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 Salavoet. Modi Manakl Fanakadanai Lenavel Sinus Sam to Hokanam Yosh Bas Hamedrash, Lo Sam to Hokanam Yosh Mikarnas. Shon Mashkim Hemashkim, Unrashim Lidre Torah of Hemashkim Lidvor and Batalem. Unramelam Hemamim, Unramelam Kabin Sahar, Bamamelam Bainam Kabin Sahar. Unrats and Vainrasim, Unrats and Mikhail Mabavim, Unrasim the Vershaka, Shanama Vatalim Vatalokim Toridim the Vershakas, Anche Dami Umirma Lo Yakatsu Yame of Aniaf Tachbach. You had some of Fanakadanai Lohai, Kishem Shazatanya Simon Sakh. Cotton, Cain Tazin, Alaskum, and Sactus, and Swarim, a hair, and Lusaimam. Lumo, the Lam, and Lishman, and Lassus, and Lakaim, as called the very Samutar Sakhaviava, Suskos, and Ivam, Marim, Tamidek, Hakam, Yamali, Lazari, Shal Yomish, Atori, Pizari, Vizarazari, Adolam, Viskaimi, Bisalacha, Kastanka, Osach, Bishach, Katish, Marlacha, Bakitsosa, he Sissihaha, Ki Yibu, Yamaka, Yosif, the Hoshno Skyim, Ari Yomi, Mimna, Vismola, Osha, and Kavod, Adonaios, and Moyitain, Adonai, very Hasamo. Shalom. <laughs> Rabbi, <laughs> 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 